This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Curry, way downtown, bang, bang, oh, what a shot from Curry. You don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. 360, foul hit with the sauce. Got it, oh. and one. Fires a long one, oh, nothing but net. Welcome to another episode of All Nat, brought to you by OTS. I'm your host, Natalie, but most people call me Nat. And today, I'm excited. I'm recording immediately after the game one of Warriors-Grizzlies second round NBA playoffs, Western Conference. And I have Sharon Shy Brown, a beat writer for the Memphis Flyer, and on Twitter, I'm sure you guys see her on the TL, gives great coverage of the, the Grizzlies. Um, you may have just caught me and her going back and forth on the timeline, but you know what? It's still all love between Black women. So even when we have our differences about basketball, we're still going to collaborate and put out this content together and talk to you about hoops because she knows basketball, I know basketball, and together you're going to get a great conversation today. So Sharon, thank you. Welcome to the show. We've been trying to do this for a while, so I'm happy we're finally able to make it happen and it's because um, both of these teams are in the playoffs. Yeah, thank you for having me. And yeah, it's just like we can talk, you know, say whatever, but my thing is when other people try to get in, try to make it, but we don't have any beef or whatever. I mean, whatever. Right. We just don't agree on a certain point, but it's all good. Yeah. And also, Believe in Grizzlies. That's your podcast, right? So yep. let them know all the places where they can find you, because sometimes I'd be forgetting at the end to have you replug yourself and your stuff. So I want people to know where they can read your writing and find your content. Okay. So I, uh, I'm a beat writer for the Memphis Flyer, memphisflyer.com. Um, I had a podcast it's called Believe, B-L-E-A-V. Believe in Grizzlies, and you can find it on Apple, Spotify, anywhere. And then you can find me on Twitter at Sharon Shad Brown. No doubt. Definitely read Sharon's work. She's she's a very good writer, and she gives really good coverage of, of the Grizzlies. And I know, like, a lot of Warriors fans may not be fans of the Grizzlies, but not all Warriors fans 
hate the Grizzlies. So if you're trying to get up on like your NBA and also want to know about the, the Grizzlies, definitely, definitely you should be tuned in with Sharon and just in general, like support, you know how I feel, support Black women, support our content, support writers. Um, she knows her stuff. So anyway, let's get into it because we're going to recap this game and then also talk about like what our predictions are for the series. So we already now know like Warriors took game one but it's still best to four. So how did you feel about the game? And, and was this the result you were expecting? And I mean, what do you think, like, I, I don't know if you, did you attend like the post game and hear like all the different comments from the players? Well, I, I uh, had post game on uh, Zoom. I was in my car. Okay. I, I only was able to hear, cause my car and the Bluetooth thing messed up where I didn't get a chance to hear all the players, but I'm going to go back and listen to it. Is it recorded? Um, yeah, they recorded it and it's going to be on, um, it's going to be on YouTube. And then sometimes they, they'll send me the quotes, you know, when they, you know, transcribe it and everything. So but what are your thoughts game, about the game? Yeah. The game I thought initially going in, I thought the Warriors was going to win the game because of how the Grizzlies played, you know, Friday. They didn't, you know, they didn't have enough time or whatever, you know, going from one series to the other. But anyways, but I thought they played well. And it's just like, it was a good game because you really didn't know who was going to win. Now you were there, right? Yeah, I was there. And then it came down to a, a last second, but the Grizzlies had their chances, but they didn't do it. So on to the next game. What was the atmosphere like in the building? Uh, it was so loud in there. It was so loud. And uh, Junior Jackson Jr., I'm so happy that he had a good game. I think he had 33 points and 10 rebounds because, you know, he didn't play well the other series until game six. But I'm glad that he was able to, you know, do his thing. Okay. So how does this compare like to the grit and grind era in terms of being in the playoffs and like the electricity in the building? Is that comparable? Is this, is this, is the city more excited for this team? Is it the same? Well, um, they were excited for the grit and grind Grizzlies, but with this team, um, first of all, no Grizzlies team has ever been number two in the West. And then they started off having, cause like, you know, they had home for the bands because they were number two. And then it's just like, this really team just keep working records. I mean, they have bro- broken records all through the season. John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., um, Desmond Bain. I mean, they, they just keep bro- breaking records with their play. But I think everybody is excited. And then, like, Memphis has never had a superstar like John Morant, ever. So the, everybody is excited because people who don't watch basketball, watching basketball now, in this city, they, I mean, they're excited for the Grizzlies. Okay. Um, Jaron Jackson, he did, he, he shot the ball well tonight. Um, do you think he can continue that over the course of a series? I mean, I, I, think, he, I think he can, especially going to the basket, because it's just like, he's a walking mismatch. If he continue to be confident, I think it's just like, it's going to be a problem for the Warriors. Okay. So, I mean, he, so when I, so I, I know he can definitely get like some shots at the rim. Right. Mm -hmm. And obviously just the length is a, 
going to be a challenge for the Warriors in this series. But he was mm-hmm. shooting the three ball particularly well tonight. And I mean, for this season, he shot a little lower than his normal percentages. But I think he's around like a, a mid 30s or a little bit around there for his career in terms of the three. So he can shoot them at a decent clip. So but he hadn't been to this point. Um, right. As I said, he's a little lower for his career totals this season so do you think this is like okay Jaron has showed up and now his shot is back or I mean obviously the Warriors are going to try to limit that you know going forward but or do you think I mean what is your expectation are you I mean do you think that it'll be here now for the whole series or what do you think Kevin you've been watching them so I don't know was there something different about tonight was it like the Warriors coverage so he was just open or did he seem more confident tonight you know was he just stepping into it I don't know enough about this team to know like why he's been struggling with his shot well I mean he he seemed more confident you know after the last game and they were finding him you know and then then again it's just like he really wasn't in foul trouble so the plan is to like keep him on the floor so when, when they when they keep him on the floor, they have a chance to win. Okay. Especially like defensively, but when his offense is going, that's a good that's a good sign too. Okay. Ja had a few in this game too. He didn't shoot them that well last series. Um, and you know, last year in the play-in, that was one of the things the Warriors like let Ja shoot the threes because they didn't think that. Mm-hmm he'd be able to keep making them and he did along with some others and it really burnt us and we we lost that playing game so I don't know if they're going to make the adjustment for for that but right now the Warriors are still daring Ja to shoot um he's and- gonna keep shooting <laughs> he's gonna keep shooting okay and you're confident in him making them like because he's gonna have to shoot them well enough over the course of the series especially well, I mean- the way his ability to get to the rim well, I mean, it's just he got to the rim pretty well. Um, Cause like the last shot, those are the shots he usually make. Right. He, he made one, you know, against um, the Wolves last series. He makes those all year. But um, he's going to keep shooting the three and he, he's going to keep doing it. If they, you know, leave him open, he's going to shoot it. Then, you know, maybe next time he'll, you know, try to find his play, his, his teammates more. But he's going to keep shooting him because that's what. The coach tell them they if they're open shoot the three okay so this game was kind of a um I don't know what the right word is is it contentious I'm not sure but Draymond Green got thrown out so it's a topic of conversation I'm sure it's gonna like be a topic on like talk shows tomorrow but obviously Warriors fans didn't like it and I understand from the Grizzlies fans perspective they felt like Draymond committed two dirty plays the refs did too or not dirty but that he fouled two times and they were flagrant so he got thrown out um right before the second half um and so now that's something like do you think that's something that like the Grizzlies are going to be mindful of in terms of trying to maybe get him like into like getting some more flagrants because that's a thing some strategies some teams do use as a strategy versus the Warriors like trying to get Draymond to pick up because now he has two flagrant points and you can only get two for suspension. I don't think they. I don't think they will try to do that because. Okay. I mean, really, I mean, that's I don't I don't think they're that type of strength type of team to try to because you know it's just like it didn't happen with Patrick Beverly layer series you know how he talked or whatever I mean Draymond is Draymond and he's close with players on the court I don't think they would you know try to do that 
So not intentionally. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. So, um, but he was notably missing for the second half. The Warriors still pulled out the, the, the W, but what did you think? Like, we didn't go to start with Jordan Poole. We went and started with um, Gary Payton, who to this point does seem to do like the best job on job in terms mm-hmm. of like staying in front of him. But I don't know if they're going to like do that. So I felt like it did seem like the Grizzlies on their end, they were trying to make sure that like jaw didn't have to guard Steph on the other side. So what, what, I guess I'm asking, what adjustments do you think we might see from them for the next game in terms of like what was working and what wasn't working? Um, their defense need to be a little better because every, the, the offense was clicking. Um, I, I, I still think that they shot some threes when they shouldn't have shot threes. They could have went to the paint. But I think they just need to tighten up some sting, things on their defense because, I mean, it was working. I mean, you still see when they got down, they came back. But it's just like they're, they're a resilient team. They're going to come back regardless of who it is. They come back. But it's just the fact that it's a few things that they, they need to clean up. Okay. Especially on the defensive end. Because yeah. it seems like sometimes it's like in the fourth quarter, that's when they, you know, put the defense on like really well. And I thought Taylor Jenkins, some of the lineup that he had, like in the fourth quarter, he shouldn't have started with them. And I think that really hurt them as well. And then they got to make their free throws. <laughs> right. Who, who, who did you disagree with in terms of the lineup when you said like he thought maybe when you thought that because, uh like uh in the like that lineup when he had I think he had Conchar, um Tyus and some a few more other players, it was too late in the game for them players to be in there. So and he should have brought Jaron Jackson Jr. out sooner and then he should have um had uh Brandon Clark in there as well. Okay. Okay. I thought, you know, Tyus was really good for you guys though in the last series. So um I've been pretty impressed with him. I mean, he's a solid player, but I mean he right. he's hit like some big shots and just seems to like steady the ship. And mm-hmm. when you have him and Jaw on the court together, I actually think sometimes they they have some more options. They can do a lot more in terms of mm-hmm. like playmaking and stuff like that. So I don't know if that's the direction he was going, but um Clark has just been like difficult to handle in the last series I can see he's gonna be someone we got to keep our eye on this series so what did you think about Bane's performance tonight I don't know um is is okay so like with Bane it's like you know how he was shooting in Minnesota usually he don't shoot like that at home and then it looked like he was something was wrong with his back or something because I saw a pad on his back or whatever I don't I think maybe tweaked his back or something but I think he'll be fine yeah so you know it was a quiet night for him but three of ten to thirty percent one of five from three Mm -hmm. um but I think some of that has to do with who he has to defend it's not easy to be out there chasing staff and 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 clay running around and they were in foul trouble tonight but like Having to having to guard those guys and then go back on the other end and perform. I'm not saying he can't do it, but it is harder. It's a different kind of um, guarding them is different than guarding anyone else. So um, 
it could have tired him out a little bit. So I mean, I don't, I don't think that that really bothered him because, you know, all season long he shoots better on the road than he does at home. Okay. I mean, sometimes he struggled at home because, like DeAnthony Milton, like last series, you know, he didn't do much and he didn't play much, but he came in today and he played really, really well. But like Bain, like all season long, he didn't really. You know, it's like when he shoot all those threes, it's usually on the road. Because sometimes he struggles when he's home. Okay. But like I said, I think there was a back issue with him because I saw a pad or something on his back. I'd be curious to see how he goes the rest of the series because I know this season, the times that we've played, um, there hadn't been a game yet where, like, it was, like, our three-guard lineup where it's mm-hmm. Steph and Clay and Jordan, like we hadn't had all of them at one time. And so I, you know, so far that's like a newer lineup for us. We only like, we used it, we pulled it out a lot in Denver. We ran it like a couple of times in the regular season, but then Steph got hurt. So it's new to most teams. So they have to kind of figure out how to guard it. So Memphis seemed to struggle with that a little bit tonight. Um, But, you know, the postseason is all about adjustments and teams figuring out each other. So I'd be curious to see, um how they handled that going forward um Ja also looked like he got a little banged up tonight and was laboring do you did you hear anything do you think he, I mean I'm sure he'll be okay he's kept playing but do you think that you know I don't I don't know what happened um I I, I think uh like Draymond some when they went up for a ball for the ball Draymond somehow Draymond, he jaw jaw failed or whatever. But I think he'll be fine. He he's gonna play through it. Yeah. Like he did the last series. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was a very close game. Warriors pulled it out by one. Didn't help that Clay missed his free throws. Um, so just made the game even tighter than it needed right. to be. Um, so definitely a more stressful game than I was looking for for game one, but at least as it stands right now, you know, the Warriors did their job and they came in and they took one game. So now they have to try to just at least defend home court. I mean, obviously every team is trying to win both games, but at least what they say when you're the the team with the lower seed and you don't have home court, you got to go in and get one game. So the Warriors have, I mean, I know earlier in the season, I think, the Grizzlies are one of the teams that beat us at home this year, but the Warriors have the second best home court record in the league. So they're really hard to, to play and beat at home. So what do you think about that with, you know, now with the Warriors taking this first game? Well, I think that the Grizzlies going to probably, um, if they want to um, win the series, they have to beat the Warriors at home. They have to at least, you know, take one game at home. And it's just like, and I think they're pretty comfortable playing in the chaser. Okay. Um, that's fair. I would just say, you know, my rebuttal to that, they've never played in chase with this squad fully healthy. So it's a different challenge. Um, what still, is- but still Memphis, like, got the edge, especially if Steven Adams is back. They got the edge, you know, with the uh, offensive rebound. You think that Stephen Adams is going to play in this series? Yes, I do. Yeah, he probably should be back. Probably um, game three or four. Okay, I mean, yeah, I, think, I think he's going to play. 
so warriors people tend to think like you know because of our length we're gonna struggle but we've actually been like a good rebounding team so we did win that battle tonight i mean even without stephen adams you guys are a, a taller team we probably shouldn't have won that battle in theory but we did and that's pretty common with us though when we play like otto got eight boards that's not abnormal for him he's a great rebounder and we didn't have dre on the court who also is like one of our good rebounders for the second half so um, but if you put Steven Adams on the court, that's going to like really be an advantage for the Warriors guards. So I'll be interested to see if Jenkins is really going to play him. I, I have a feeling. Yeah, I think, he, I think he's going to play him because it's just like in the regular season, I think he played the Warriors or whatever. But Steven Adams had the best offensive rebounding in the league. And, you know, it's like when Steven Adams is in, that helps job because his screen assists are off the chain. Yeah, he helps him off the screens. Yes. Josh, sure. you know, Josh shoots better in the paint when Steven Adams is on the floor. Right. But then that creates an advantage for the Warriors guards to attack him. And like, what is he going to do? You know? Um, so but it, the Grizzlies are good at switching as well. Not with, not with Adams out there. They do. They can switch. They can, but it's not going to be effective. Yeah. But we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what kind of car, like, I mean, Steph, Poole, any of those guys, they're going to be able to go at him and there's not going to be much he can do. So I kind of think he's not going to be that big of a factor in this series, sort of like the last series, but we'll see. Obviously, I could be wrong. You know this team better than me. Um, what was your prediction um, coming into the series? Because I know like- Reason seven. Okay, so That's you kind of it. changed because before that, when we had talked, you had told me like five or six, and I was like, "No, no, 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 no." I said five or six for the um. That was for the the wolves. Oh, okay. I thought uh, no, this the Warriors. Oh, no, 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 no. That was for okay. the wolves, but this one I said reason seven. I still okay. stand by that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, um, I think the Warriors will win it in six. So that's my prediction. Um, I think they can win it in five, but no, I'm really no, realistic. No, it's not, it's um, I, if we had home court advantage, I would say Warriors in six, but because we don't, I'm saying seven. So, um, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, excuse me, I think the Grizzlies, um, you know, there's a lot of been a lot of talk about like their experience. Um, and I know like from a lot of Grizzlies fans perspective that I've talked to, they're like, well, yeah, we got our experience last year. We went to the postseason, even though we didn't win, we got to, we did the plane, we played the jazz, but I still think there's like a, you know, you kind of go, then you get a little further, at least just based on the way it's been for teams of the past. So I'm not. Did you see what Dr Draymond Green said about them? In his post-game presser? What? Oh, I, I will have to find it, but, I'm, you know, he was basically, you know, giving them props. Even though that they are young, a young team, he said that, that they are, you know, confident, and it was some, some other stuff he was saying about them that I thought was pretty cool. Because, well, yeah, you know, like, Draymond... They are confident. Um, but, but you I, know, Draymond, he said... Draymond, he, he gonna tell it like it is regardless. He said they're unbothered by anything. He said that a team could go up like 12 points, but what they do, they're going to come back or whatever. But he, he was just giving them props. 
Yeah, I think that the Grizzlies are a great story. I think that, like, um, and a great team. I just think that there's still some experience that they have to to still get. You know, that's to me just based off of, like, NBA history. A lot of people compare them to, like, the Warriors in 2016. Um, But the Warriors, by the time they got to 2016, they had, like, they had success in the postseason. Like, they had, like, won a first round and then they got to a second round and then got knocked out in the second round. Then the year after that, they actually lost in the first round, but they went seven games. So they kind of took their playoff lumps for like a couple of years before they then made like a deep run. And so I think when people say that, like, they're still just have like some experience to gain, I think that's all people mean. But sometimes I feel like people think like they're saying like, wait your turn, but it's just, that's kind of been like how it's always been in NBA history. But, but just because that's how that's how it always been, that doesn't mean that it should continue to be that way. Because like Draymond said, it's just like they are a young team, but they are unbothered about a lot of stuff, and people just don't like that. They well, have lots of teams are unbothered. I don't think it changes the experience factor, and I think their lack of experience showed in the last series, right? I mean, a lot of people, I didn't. I thought that was going to be a long series, a six or seven game series. So that's yeah, yeah it was a long series because it's, it's not the like Minnesota ex, uh, was inexperienced as well, but it's just like the matchup. The playoff is all about matchups. I know. And Minnesota was like bad matchup for them. Yeah. So it was bad. But they, but they, pulled, matchup. they pulled it off, but some people think that me personally, I think that they have some advantages against the Warriors, and the Warriors have advantages against them. That's why it's going to be a good series. It's going to be a tight series. That's right. why I think it's going to go to seven. But I think that going into the series, that people with in the Minnesota series, people didn't think that it was going to be a tight series. I saw a lot of oh Grizzlies in five and dismissal of the the the, the Wolves. Not saying you did that. That's what I saw. And I was like, I, I don't know why people think this. Like, the, the, the Wolves are not a good matchup for the Grizzlies. Um, and the, the, the Wolves actually led for most of the series, right? Like, they are an inexperienced team, and they are an incredibly low IQ team. And, like, a better team wouldn't have just allowed what kept happening to happen. So I don't say that like in a way I know like it may come off like I'm trying to knock the the Grizzlies that's not what I'm doing but I'm saying you saw some of that inexperienced show with some of the shot selection like the things that they did but Minnesota that's, that's did that all season experience. Minnesota did that all season right all season that's long. the inexperienced showing yeah all season long where it's just like they'll be up and then like they give up leads they did that all because right. like Friday because Friday like when the Grizzlies were down or whatever, going into the fourth quarter down 10. Just because of what happened like the last couple of games, oh, you, the Grizzlies are going to win this game because Minnesota don't know how to keep the lead. Sorry, Shad. So I know that I interrupted your thought and it, it was probably your train of thought, um, but we were talking about um, inexperience and um, the fact that like, I think the Wolves, they've been, they lose leads all season. Right. I, I agree with that. I just think, I think that their inexperienced show too. That's all. So I just, when I was watching that series, I felt like 
Memphis was a smarter team and I felt like you guys had a better coach, but I felt like you saw the inexperience of both teams, right? And so Memphis is a smarter team, so they might figure it all out and keep rolling and get all the way to the finals. I don't know, but I feel like because I saw some of their inexperience, like I, I just, I think like ultimately the inexperience is what's going to stop them. See, not a lot of people always knock the youth, but sometimes the youth know what they be talking about, know what they're doing. But yeah. I'm not knocking youth. I'm no, 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 no. But no, I'm saying just people saying that, you know, people, they're inexperienced, but they may figure it out. They might. But I think they when people, when people pick against them, that's why, because just when you're betting, I mean, I don't bet, but like, the numbers and history has shown us that usually the inexperience doesn't win out, you know? So, but also aside from that, I just think that the Warriors are the better team. Like people may not agree, but I think the Warriors have the best player in the series. I think that the Warriors um, are the championship team. I think that they're the better team. The Warriors were not intact for most of the season. And when they were, they, they were hot, they came out hot and they were winning and then they, they lost some of their players and that happened. So, you know, I don't, so aside from just their experience, I do think the Warriors are the better team, but, um, you know, I think that people, you know, had forgotten that because of like where we ended up finishing in the standing. So, I mean, right now we are the Vegas betting favorites, the Warriors, so, um, but it doesn't mean that they'll win, but, you know, I think after seeing like a first round series and like seeing the Warriors fully healthy. And I think for a lot of people, that's what it was. It's like, well, we don't know what the Warriors are going to look like because they haven't had their pieces all season and now people are seeing it. So they're like, okay, yeah, they sort of do still look like that team. So I'm sure the Memphis Grizzlies, I believe will give the Warriors like a challenge because they're a very good team and they're a very talented team and they don't give up. They're not like when they, they do that, they they're not the kind of team that's going to be like, we're down, you know, but I'm just saying, I think ultimately I'm going to lean to the experience team, the team that I think is the better team. Um, but we'll see what happens. You know, that's my opinion. <laughs> But yeah, I, I just I I feel like the Grizzlies they're they're not gonna back down or whatever. They're gonna go out. You know they lost game one. Like they you know like some of the players said they lost game one last series. So they're gonna regroup and try to figure it out and win game two. Cause okay. like you gotta go and but the wolves the, the Warriors aren't the wolves. It's a different. Animal. I know they're not. But anything you just can't look ahead. It's gotta be one game at, game at a time or anything. It has to be one game at a time. Just because you won game one or lost game one, that, do that doesn't mean the series is over. It's For not sure. over. Games, games still need to be played. So with it, their mindset is one game at a time. That's what their coach tells them. One game at a time. For sure. I mean, you have to believe in yourself. You can't go into a series thinking you're not right. going to win. So I'm not suggesting that they, they should believe that or that um, – they shouldn't want to win or anything like that. It's just, in my opinion, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think their defense is that good enough. And I don't think that offensively they can match the Warriors. Um, for the first round series, they had the best half court offense. You know, you have um, three shooters as in Steph, Clay, and Jordan Poole. It's just, it's hard to match that offensively. But, but you can't, they had like the top, they had top 10 defense 
and top 10 offense. They were second in the regular season. They had the second best offense in the, in the entire league. Right. But that's clay missed the first 48 games of the season. And then Stephen Curry missed like a large chunk of the final. So that's what I'm saying. Like, that doesn't change that the Warriors are a better offensive team. They just, they didn't have their pieces together. So, I mean, I don't think it's crazy for me to say that they can't match those three guys offensively. Like Stephen Claire, two of the best shooters to ever play the game. That's not a disrespect to them, but like Bain is y'all best shooter, but you don't have like two other guys that can shoot at that level. That's what I'm saying. So like if they, if they, you know, like win the paint, they have a chance. They can shoot some threes and they win the paint, they have a chance. But tonight, Golden State won the paint. Right. And that's the thing, though. The Warriors, they don't need their shots to be falling by threes, though. They can, like, people always talk about the Warriors and think they're just a three-point shooting team, but they've always got a lot of points in the paint. So they can do point. They can do both. And, like, if you put a player like Adams on the floor, Jordan Poole and Stephen Curry are going to exploit that mismatch. And then like Andrew Wiggins, he's a great cutter. So is Clay Thompson. Those guys can get into the paint. And then you also have like them who can shoot. So anyway, just since this postseason has started, the Warriors have had the best half court offense. The Grizzlies are not a good half court team. They need to score in transition. But like if the Warriors play fast, they can play that game. But they also can play in the half court something that to this point, the Grizzlies haven't demonstrated the ability to do. And that's not me just saying it. We've seen it and like the numbers reflect it. So I just, I don't know what their counter is going to be. That's all. I mean, I I just think that they are figured out because it's just like, they should have won this game. They could have won this game, but that, you know, should give them confidence. Well, hey, we hung with them. We could have won this game or whatever. Just going to give them confidence to figure out and then figure out things. And then I think Taylor Jenkins may tinker with his lineups, you know, again. For sure. It's going to be like a definitely um, to see like what each coach is going to do. Because I, I think, I actually think Kerr should start Jordan Poole. And I know like part of the reason he doesn't is for defensive reasons in this matchup. But when Steph and Jordan are on the court together, you know, it's, it's really hard to stop. And I don't know that you're going to get a lot more games where Steph is like in foul trouble, which, you know, affects his ability to be aggressive. So maybe they will, but like, if he's not in foul trouble, um, it just becomes harder. So, you know, we'll see. Um, But you said you have a seven, so that's them winning. Um, four of the next six so okay yeah because yeah. I think they're gonna come out and win game two and I think they're gonna take one in San Francisco I would love to go out there too to be determined it would be a good experience yeah have you been out there before no I haven't okay I've been to Memphis before but not for a game um I have to think about whether that's a wise decision for me to do, but I do like the city of Memphis. I mean, I mean, and the I mean, is great. You, I mean, it's just like if you come or whatever, no one is gonna bother you or whatever. You can cheer on your warriors all you want. <laughs> some arenas are friendly to other people coming in, and some are not. I mean, they, I mean, it's just like some people would be this way, but it's like plenty of fans. As long as, long as you don't like start talking crazy, they're not gonna bother. 
We'll see. They won't they they won't bother you. We'll see. I don't know. But I do I love I love the food in Memphis. I had some really good food when I was there. So I definitely would not mind going back. Um it's one of the arenas I want to get to and visit though, so we'll see. But um definitely have been to Chase many times and I want to make it out there again this year. I just I don't know when, so we'll see. Um so yeah, I'm excited. I'm really looking forward to um this series. So like any special coverage you're gonna do like on the podcast or like um uh, well yeah I got some surprises and I'm gonna give that away. Okay. Or whatever. Uh no I'm new to that but I don't I don't want to give it away. That's fine. So y'all should definitely check it out to see who Shy is gonna have on. I'm sure Grizzlies fans are also gonna like really be excited about that. So um should be good. You've had like Warriors some- fan Warriors fan gonna be excited too. They are? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying, you know, right now things are a little testy between our two, between the two fan bases. So, but you have a job to do. You cover the team. So I know that like you're just presenting the information, but you know, fans don't look at it like that. Like you become the enemy once you're like, you know, covering the opposing team, if you're a fan of the opposing team. So that just comes with the territory. You know that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you do you do have to get out to chase though that would be cool yeah it would it would be so cool if i could do that yeah definitely for sure like, I, need, I need to start a gofundme for that <laughs> did you ever go to oracle before it closed down no i did not i've never been to california before so really wow really? that's amazing i plan on going one day lord willing okay guys well, you heard it here first. Sharon picks the Grizzlies in seven. I picked the Warriors in six. We'll see which one of us are right. Um, yeah, of course, I think I'm going to be right, but she thinks she's going to be right. Of course, you do. <laughs> we don't. We don't back down. So something that I do want to talk about a little bit because. Um, we just had like a little back and forth on 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 Twitter. And so the, the the Grizzlies have become a team that have been, I think, have become a little bit polarizing, right? So some people really love that they like talk a lot. And, you know, Job was like, what do you say? We run, run up chimneys or we climb up chimneys. And they, you know, they're like, whatever. Like we're we're confident, we're proud. We don't care. We don't back down from anyone. And so they've been very boisterous and it's rubbed some people the wrong way and some people really love it. So, um, you know, I know today, like when we were going back and forth, you were saying like, well, what's the difference? Like the Warriors, they do the same thing. Other teams do the same thing. Like let players, you know, talk. Um, So what do you think in general? Like, do you feel like people are just hating? That's why they don't like that they're saying all of this? Basically, because they're young. See, here's the thing. I don't mind that Draymond's talk. I actually love it. I love Draymond Green. I love that he talks. I love that. When any player do it or whatever, I have no problem with what they do. But my thing is when people get on Twitter and say that, well, Ja, he shouldn't be on Twitter talking or whatever. Well, how can you criticize Ja being on Twitter talking and you're doing the same thing? That's hypocritical to me. When you're on you on the Twitter with telling a player where he should he's a grown man. If he wants to get on t- Twitter, that's fine. 
but people have a problem with it because they are a young team. If they were a team, say for instance, um, they say for instance, if, if the Warriors players did that, people wouldn't have a problem with it. People had a problem with the Lakers. You know, they're talk, they talking crazy. But the Lakers won championship as well. But I don't see no, anybody bringing that up. But it's just like, it is what it is or whatever. But my thing is just let these players do what they want to do. And off the court, these people are friends or whatever. That shit don't bother them or whatever. They still, you know, because like Draymond, he's close with um, Jaron Jackson Jr. and um, Xavier Tillman. He's close with them. But fans get into it over simple shit that don't even make any sense to me. Let these players, cause let these players talk. Let them do. You want to hate on a team because they talk shit. Everybody talks shit. That's what people do in basketball. That's what they do, regardless. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily true. I think people used to get on the Warriors a lot for like their their showboating. So I don't it's, think- it's, it's it's dumb to get on right, the Warriors right. showboating. I don't like that either. Right. I'm I don't saying, like that either. I Let think, them do it. <laughs> I think there are people who just don't like that. And I mean, I think it's okay for them to feel like that. You know, like it's not. But why, but, but why don't you get on Twitter and criticize these players for doing it? That's just. Because people have their opinions and some people are not receptive. Some people think that like you should always exhibit humility. I don't mind. I don't mind it. But I, I think what we were disagreeing on is just the idea that like, I feel like putting it all together and saying, what's the difference? I, I think there is a difference. And and for people, there are some people who feel like you earn the right to talk, whether you think that's right or not. There are a lot of people who think like that, like you're proven, you've accomplished some stuff. So yeah, you're going to carry yourself a certain way. And there's a lot of people who feel like when you're on the come up and you haven't got there yet, that you should exhibit humility. Whether that's right or wrong, that's just how- but, Here's the thing, just like Josh said, his, his parents tell him, they put on their pants one leg at a time, just like the other people. I hear you, I'm just- and They I'm have the right to say whatever. And then like Ja mom said, he's beneath no one. But the thing about it is, is they still respect these players, but they still, they, they, they respect them but it's not like they are really dogging them. This people talk shit in basketball. People talk shit in sports all the time. They talk shit, you know, all the time. They do. But when fans get involved, that that's beyond the problem. Because, like, say for instance, if players got beef, you know, they're talking to each other on on Twitter or this and that and the other. I hate when fans get involved trying to talk talk. Let them players do what they need to do. Because you know what? They probably texting each other, laughing at our dumb ass. That's part of the fan experience. That's all a part of Twitter. You know, I don't think that we have to shut up and not have opinions. No, I'm I'm just saying it's just that people make themselves involved in like tagging players in your your conversation. That's odd, too. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I don't do the tagging of players. But I mean, like, you can't bring the talk to Twitter, which is what the Grizzlies do, and then not expect fans or people to but, react. But, but, but they don't care. But my thing is this. It's right, just like, but like the fan, like, I'm just saying, you can't bring it to a public forum and then think people aren't going to comment on it. Like, no, they, they but it's, just, it's, it's fact that they don't care. And sometimes they, they go back at fans or whatever. But the thing about it to say that they shouldn't be on Twitter talking, that's crazy. Because we are on Twitter talking. They have a right to be on there just like we do. 
Right, but I don't really, I'm just saying it rubs people the wrong way. Like whether it should or shouldn't, that's like a personal thing, right? Like, but, but what, why, why should it rub people the wrong way? That's, that's it doesn't rub me the wrong way, but it rubs people the wrong way. And I why, like, why is that? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm not those people. You would have to ask yeah. them, but people like people not, people preferring players to be humble, that comes from a lot of things, right? It depends but, on who's saying. Okay, just because a player like, is on Twitter, that don't mean that they're humble. Ja, ja is, saying is the way like you said Jaws family raised him right my but he, he, he's he's a humble kid though because he's all always is all I'm saying is my family raised me differently right everyone gets raised differently and it's taught right. something so for someone who might be raised differently and was taught something the way he comes off might be off-putting that's it and like that's okay that's their opinion. It doesn't mean that he's a bad person. And if he's not their cup of tea, he's not their cup of tea. But he, they're going to express their opinion the same way that and, he expresses his opinion. Right. That's and that's fine. Do. But it, to me, it's hypocritical when you're on Twitter, well, you're saying, well, he shouldn't get on Twitter to do this. He need to do this. He need to do that. Why are you complaining about him being on Twitter and you're doing the same thing? That's I what mean, gets me. Yeah, I mean, I think because, because they have a right, the players have a right to be on Twitter. They have a right to express whatever they want to express. And people have a right to not like it. That's all, you know. But I, why, but why, why, but why not like it? But because you think they that, have to, they don't have to like it. <laughs> but, I, but I'm just saying, but I'm just saying, it's just like, why are you, compl- but it's just, is is to me, I the think same it's, reason, it's like, why do we like music? Someone puts out music. I like it. You don't. You know, it's like anything. Like people are free to like what they like and, and not like what they do don't like. And, 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 a player, and, and, and players, these players can be on Twitter and say what they want to say. They surely can. But like, they're also when you come on Twitter and when you come to the public and in general, when you're in the public spotlight, you're also right or wrong, going to be subject to... Yeah, you, yeah you're going to get criticism. But right. my thing is the, cri- the criticism, but a lot of people, they're hypocrites. Okay. That's what I'm saying. My thing is, I don't like the hypocrisy. Well, I because don't really... I don't think it's an uncommon thing in sports. And I don't mean that just in basketball. When right. sports and athletes talk shit, right? And mm-hmm. if they lose or things don't go the way they said or it goes down in an embarrassing fashion... They get clowned for it. That's not right. clown. Right. That's not new and specific to the Grizzlies. It's not. No, no, no. But that's but that's different. <laughs> that's different. People don't like the fact that these players get on Twitter and it's talk. not really different. That's what it is with the Grizzlies. They've been talking. No, no, yes, it yes, it is. It is different. Because if no. some because people they was like, well, because somebody put out some some job put too many had this amount of tweaks, then this amount of shots. Who does that? Why? Okay. I, I'm not one of those people. And like, those are yeah, like, I, I mean, I know that, but I'm, I'm just thinking, I'm saying that people, you know, like you lose whatever you get clown. That's fine. Right. That's and, fine. But I'm saying that's what this is really about. The thing is, right. When you like, look, it's like when the Houston Rockets, right. were playing the Warriors and, um, uh, what is his name now? I'm forgetting the guy. Um, Capella. Mm-hmm. When Capella was in post games, and he's like, "Yeah, we want the Rockets. We want them. I mean, we want the Warriors. We want them." And like Chris Paul, like turned and looked at him and was like, "You know, 
And then, like, they ended up losing. And what did people do? They pulled up that clip. They were like, yeah, you wanted the Warriors? You get what you asked for. Or, like, there was the clip of James Harden once being like, forget the Warriors. They're not that good, right? So that's fine. You should have confidence in yourself. You should believe in yourself. But understand that when you put things into the into the public for everyone to see, and then you don't back it up and don't do it, people are going to come for you. And that's all this is with the Grizzlies. They've been talking all season. They've been and, they backed all it season. Up. and they backed it up all season. Okay. And so they need to back it up again. And if they don't, people are going to talk. But, but what have they been saying in the playoffs? They, I mean, it's just like, but I mean, just like with the thing with Cat. That was like that wasn't specifically at uh the fans. That was at Cat because of what he said. So right, why, of course, like yeah, but like people are gonna still react but, to it. I know, I know that, but it's just like they were like, "Well, Jaw did this." So if Jaw had said the same thing and Cat posted that video, people would have been on Cat's side. Were like, "Oh, he clowned him and all that." That's why I say it's hypocrisy. Because I mean, I saw Cat getting clowned for his talking too, and like the the I saw Pat Beverly. I mean, the 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 Grizz the um Wolves got clowned a lot. You know, it wasn't like a one sided thing. They were getting it like, oh, y'all did all this, Cat. You was talking all that to lose. They were get. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is equal opportunity. This is not specific to the Grizzlies. Like, if you're a team that talks a lot and you don't back it up people are going to, like, come at you. That's why when the Warriors lose, they come at us because they think we showboat. They come at Draymond, and that's just a part of it. So, like, I don't get upset when people are, like, upset with my team. But that's what I don't understand. It's like, at least I feel like what I keep hearing from Grizzlies fans is, like, they're upset that people don't like the team. Like, y'all talk a lot. What do you expect, you know? The thing about it is this is just, for, for some people, it is just crazy. You don't like a team because they talk a lot? Why? We all have reasons why we don't like things. Like, you know, I'm not here to evaluate people's stuff, but that's, I'm just saying it's not common. And this is like an age old thing in sports, in any sport. A lot of people didn't like Muhammad Ali because he talked a lot. A lot of people don't like, what's his name? The boxer now, the one that's retired, Floyd, because he talks a lot. Right, this is not a new thing. So I guess I just don't understand why people are just like, oh my God, like y'all are hating on the, no, this is people. They do not like people who talk a lot. This is not a new thing. It's not new. People people talk shit in basketball all the time. In sports, and the best yeah, ones, they talk, they do it. The all best the ones back up their talk, and I have all respect for anyone who's like, "Look, I'm great. I'm the best. I'm gonna win this." Michael Jordan said it. He was just like, "If you talk, and then you go and you do what you have to do, then it's cool." That's you know, and that's what I'm saying. So I don't have a problem with it, but people cannot be surprised that if they lose. That people are gonna come for them because well, they, yeah, that, that people they also invited it. And that's all I'm saying. So that's that's what this is about. I don't think it's some like deep the thing about it is like again, they open this door. They get out there, they say we want all the smoke, they go out there, they throw shots. Like I, I just don't act like it's like let's stop acting like they're innocent parties here. They nobody said that they were innocent, right. but it's just like so, they have the right. They have the right to talk they, shit they just do. like everybody else. They do, and people have the right to not like it, you know? And so 
whether you agree with them liking it or not, they have the right to not like it. We all have the right to like, not like, listen, not, you know, that's, you know. So that's my only thoughts on that. But I really personally don't have a problem with them talking before the season started or I think it was in the off season, Job was like, he's a top five point guard. And I remember I laughed. I was like, come on, you're not there yet. And I named the players who I thought were better. And you know what? He came in and showed us he was top five. And I tweeted and I was like, respect to Job because he said he's top five and he came in here and showed us. I respected that. I liked that. So I personally, I talk the utmost shit on Twitter. I'm not someone who has a problem with people talking. That is not an issue for me. But I also understand people finding it off-putting. Me, as someone who is polarizing and who a lot of people don't like, I don't get surprised when people don't like me. And so that's what I just don't get when, like, Grizzlies folks are like, oh, people but, are just hating. They don't but, like But me. the thing about it is, okay, so some of the Grizzlies fans, like, the Warriors was talk- fans was talking talking shit about the Grizzlies, but the Grizzlies was playing the Timberwolves. Why? Focus on, you know, they was like, well, y'all need to be focusing on Denver instead of focusing on who the Grizzlies are playing. So that's why yes, people, of course, we all talk about each other's teams. We don't no, no, them. no, but that's why people, that's why they thought it was hate. That's why they thought it was hate because people wanted the Grizzlies. It's just like people, bro, y'all them. beat the Warriors in the plan. Warriors fans are not going to like the Grizzlies. I, like, I don't know what people expect. Yeah, they're going to talk shit. Like, that's what fans do. They're not going to be like, oh, praise the Grizzlies. Like, they're but not going to like them. But that's where it's coming from because. They were beating the play in, and that's where the hate set in. No, the hate started before that with like all the Andre Iguodala stuff, and then it continues with the tweeting after games talking about strength and numbers, and it also comes like but, go but back to the, the Warriors war. don't own strength and numbers. The Hold Warriors on. don't own that. I mean, it's but not the, it's not trademark. What it was about. Let's not play. It's for not trademark. He was. He, he, he was talking about them, not the Warriors. Okay, sure. Okay, well, if you believe that, I have a bridge to sell you. So they have taken lots of, like, subtle shots at the Warriors. That, that, that had nothing to do with the Warriors. They played I another know, game. I know people in other people in like Grizzlies media who've acknowledged they are like low-key taking shots at the Warriors so yeah, I know that no the Grizzlies no no that was they, they didn't were lying to me who were saying that but basically that had nothing to do with the Warriors okay well it doesn't and then matter Jaren is, Jaren is even Jaren Jaren is not even on Twitter on Twitter like that yeah but he went on Twitter to do that and then Brooks got in his <laughs> post-game interview and was like oh yeah Oh, he, they, they say a lot of stuff. So yeah, it's not just a matter of losing the play in. Like there's just been little things brewing between these two teams. And it dates back to like how they were acting towards Andre Iguodala. And of course we're going to like be protective of Andre. He's our guy. He's part of our core. He won a championship with them. That's understandable. He he didn't want to to have any part of the team. And then it was like, they felt slighted. Well, I understand that, but that was business. And like the, 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 the Memphis Grizzlies brass should have explained that to them because Andre was never coming there to play. They knew that it was always a pit stop for them to trade him. He's not going to put his body. No, and then, then the thing, thing about it is they only said something about Andre until he got on a talk show or a podcast or whatever. And that's when they said something, but he didn't say nothing Probably. bad about them. No, it's, it's some of the things that he, some things that he said that they didn't like. 
Right, but he didn't say anything bad about them, and it had nothing to do with them. Like, they were taking it personally. For him, it was business. Like, the idea was always to get Andre to another team where he can contend because they had to let him go. The Warriors did not want to let him go. We didn't want – that's why he's back on the team now. But they could not keep him because to get – to get D'Angelo Russell and to get a max salary spot, they had to let him go. So that was not something they wanted to do. I understand that's not like the Grizzlies players business, but that's what it was. It was all business, but they took it personally and it was just business. And like, I get what I get from their perspective, why they were upset. So I'm not even mad, but all I'm saying is he's our guy. So when they start talking shit, of course, Warriors fans are going to be you know protective all i'm saying is i can see their side but you have to also understand why warriors fans were the way that they are so this is not just about losing a plan it goes back it's been stuff brewing on both sides so it is what it is we're not gonna like love the team and shower them with praise and that's fine and y'all fans don't do the same with us i had grizzlies fans all year oh john Morant owns staff he's your father like you know like they were doing the same shit this was not one-sided so like warriors fans were talking but so were grizzlies fans it was a mutual thing it was mutual so i just wish we just call a spade a spade that's all and now the two teams have met up in the playoffs so we will right see. and then it's just like they can settle it Right, so we will see who is victorious, but just know if the I expect if the Grizzlies win, their fans are gonna come talk shit. I expect that, and if we win, they should expect the same thing is gonna happen on the other end. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna happen. So it's like I, you know, to me, this is all normal stuff. Um, But some people take it overboard. I agree. I'm not tagging no players. I'm not talking about people's families. Like, to me, I keep it to sports, you know? But um, whatever, you know? That's 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 the day and age we live in, like, with Twitter. I've never tagged John Morant or any player on the – I've never tagged any players ever for any reason to, like, go at them. If I do tag a player, it's like, oh, for a positive thing. But it's so rare. I don't – tag players so like i definitely don't do it to like spill negativity at them that's not my thing well i appreciate you having me on i'm so hungry and i'm tired (laughs) yeah we're about to wrap um thank you for being on you know i'm happy too that you were able to come on because like i definitely want the warriors fans and twitter to see like it's not like a real beef between us because i know no it's not yeah, like we're cool. Like I right. support you. I'ma still retweet your stuff, and I hope you do the same for me. Oh yeah, yeah. No, Not, I don't just do it to do it, but like I read Sharon's work. I think she's a great writer. Um, I appreciate that. And you guys should be reading her work because she knows what she's talking about. So thank you for being on. May the best team win. I know. I mean, it's a little different for you because you covered the team. It's a little different yeah, for me. Thank you for having me. I don't like get on camera, but I, I got on camera for you. So I, I appreciate it, that. Whatever. <laughs> but like, as a, as a person, but you're from Memphis, right? Like, you grew up. No, in- I'm from Mississippi. I've you're been from here for like I've been been in Memphis for like 19 years. Okay, so but you feel like an affinity for the city, though, right? Or no? I mean, yeah, like it's my city. Right. Well, it'll be it'll be 20 years next year. It's my city. 
Right. So, I mean, I know I get it. Like you, you cover the team, but there's a part of you that has to at least like want them to do well. Right. I mean, I mean, yeah, because it's just like you watch them grow. Like you do want them to be well. Do it. Yeah. And I think that's okay. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I actually prefer when writers have a connection to the team than when it's just like some national person talking about them i don't know if that makes sense so i kind of right. yeah it, it seems like the people who cover the team daily they have more insights on the team than the national people because that's right. why that's why i tell people support your local sports writer support them yeah because you're down on the floor and you're in memphis so you see like on a day-to-day like what their impact is to the city and the players and the connection so right that's, that's why i really enjoy reading you know your work so thank you for being on girl go get your food my dinner is on the way so um i will be seeing you on the timeline but we'll see we'll see what happens in this series all right I'll all talk right to you later. take care